down here, salt is a way of life. Obviously, the environment down here is all salt. The, the ceiling's salt, the floor's salt, the walls are salt, and to an extent, the air is salt. And you breathe that in, and you can constantly taste the salt. Welcome back to another edition of the Power Podcast. This week, I'm joined by Forty. Hey, 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 hey. Ham. Uh, yeah, thrown off a bit there, but you know, <laughs> he, he changed things up. <laughs> Leave the best to last. How's it going? <laughs> And your host, Hamish, coming in last. Uh, oh. <laughs> like the West Tigers. You got him. You got him. <laughs> um, Darren Lockyer, unfortunately, couldn't be here this week, but I'll, um, <laughs> I'll be back to uh, uh, to host this week. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, boys, I don't know if you realise, but we won every single game um, played on the weekend uh, in the uh, Eels feeder teams and first did, grade, of course. Did we play first grade? I thought it was only Benji Marshall playing. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, he wasn't bloody converting tries, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, but let's get to it. First of all, the in the Women's Premiership. So that was the last game of the regular season. Uh, West's 10 to 2018, hey. coming out victors, uh, oh. which sets up for a final next week, which is, will be West in six, taking on Wente in seventh. So nice to have that eight-point win over them the week before, and hopefully they can um, drag that into next week. How good uh, is this the to first beat, finals. beat West in just everything? Yeah. Oh. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have the um, the uh, under our 20s yeah, uh, in action this week. They would have drubbed them too. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah. The, the Jersey Flag have had a few trial, uh, trials and tribulations this year, but we'll, we'll chalk that one down as a win on paper. And then on to the Shield. Guildford House 40 against the Bulls 24. Uh, Ron Massey Cup. Uh the Wolves ten to twenty fifty two. So Bo Bo Henry redemption there. He's back to being <laughs> one of my best friends. But for this week, Takarangi is my best friend. <laughs> the Cook Island control tower, baby. <laughs> that nobody calls him. Yeah, no, nobody calls him it. But there we go. <laughs> what What was the Fox commentary? It was the greatest signing to ever be made in Bali. Yeah, that's right. That's what they were spruiking. Um, they, they did get the tail a little bit wrong, though, because I think they were making it sound like he um, left the Tigers, but it was Jason Taylor that didn't want him after taking over the gig there. So he'd, That's correct. Yeah, he signed with them from the Titans and then got got canned before the preseason started and we scooped in and got him. From what I understand, it was um, – was it Nathan Pete spruiking Parramatta Beach that was the, the final? <laughs> Probably. That sounds like a very Peatsian thing to do. <laughs> All right, Canterbury Cup, uh, Magpies 20 to Magpies 26. The <laughs> Wentworthville Magpies being the ones taking this out. Ham, you were down there for uh, the first match before first grade kicked off. How did it turn out in your eyes? Um, great day if you were a part of our uh, development yeah. squad there, I think. Yeah, we all uh, haven't got the board. Hayes, Parry. Uh, Oregon. Um, oh, he's full-time though. But, yeah, he's in that like that age bracket too. But, yeah, Stefano was the only one, wasn't he? Dave, he's got over. Uh, Andrew Day, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he got over from Dummy Half. Yeah. That's right. So I think everyone but um, Stefano got over just about. So <laughs> who had a cracking game? Yeah, I think so he ran was, for hundred meters in nine runs or something. Hundred eight so. off nine, I think it was. So well over ten carry plus um ninety four percent tackling efficiency. Well so, over nine. Your heart out, Freddie Fitler, going to to Origin and coming back and performing in his uh, regular side. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. So and more defensive excellence from Stefano, which is great to see. Yeah, um, not much to say really. It's just sort of, 
you know, a, the, a good win. I thought they could have possibly won by more with um, uh, they had a few goal kicking problems at the start. I think they scored about three tries that went unconverted before uh, Reese Davies, who come on at hooker, who was fantastic at hooker. I'm, I'm wondering if um, you know, I'm not sure what his first grade potential is, but if we keep him on, very good utility value with him playing in the halves at hooker and at lock. So, um, you know, great, really good performance from him. Um, uh, he, he's the bloke that looks like Nathan Davis, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, really he, got, he, got, he got plastic surgery, I think, because I think they've um, changed his picture now, haven't they? He's turned blonde and yeah. gotten a lot shorter. <laughs> yes, they, they have um, changed him in recent weeks. I think the scoreline probably um, wasn't necessarily indicative of the game at the end because, as I as I understand, the refs bore a string of penalties towards the uh, the bad magpies that resulted in them scoring a couple of tries. And if you see the highlights, their last couple of tries were, especially the one where they lost the ball in a tackle and it popped up perfectly for their like supporting hooker and they dived over. Yeah, like there was some, <laughs> that one was very lucky. Um, I feel like. Wenty didn't get any penalties in the game at all. Or no, maybe they, like, they lost the count massively, I think. It was like two to nine or something. Yeah, I, I honestly do not remember a penalty being given towards Wenty. So, yeah, really good effort there. I'm just going to have a look at the stats here. Um, Bevan French could have scored a try, but um, it was a long med- long range effort from him. But he went for the glory play and got tackled by uh, Jack Miller. So... Um, in the corner there, I thought personally, I thought he got it, but it's close enough. Yeah, two, enough. two to nine penalties. There you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It was close enough that you know doesn't really matter. But uh, I thought he got it down, but he should have probably taken the safer option of passing inside to Ethan Parry, um, who has been criticised for his defence. Um, he did have one bad miss, but um, one. Tommy summer- Talau, I'm going to say what? Yeah, maybe Watson Halida. I can't remember. It was one of the ones playing on the right centre, but... Delau's got um, a couple of raps coming Yeah, in. it was a bad miss. He sort of was fended off at the same time, and he only was able to grab the arm, but... One, yeah, one swallow does not make a summer. One bad, one nah, bad exactly miss tackle right. doesn't undo but a yeah, season's worth of um, Daniel Alvaro had a massive yeah, game. Tim, I, him and Timmy were good. He played 64 minutes. I don't remember him going off, if I'm honest, but, you know, getting 201 metres and 38 tackles in only 64 minutes, that's huge from Danny there. Um. So yeah, it's is is he named this week in the squad? Uh yes, him him and Oregon are part of the uh, shadow bench. Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised. That was that was a really good game from Danny. It showed, um, you know, previously he's, he's had strong games, but to make 200 meters, it was dominant uh, in yeah. any grade. That's that's dominant. Plus 38 tackles too. You can make 200 meters and only make what 15 tackles. The tambololo, as we like to call it. Um, highest tackler, I believe, long. And then the next was... was Jazz Dave- Tavaga-esque. <laughs> he, he had a big one on the yeah, weekend. He got a massive amount of yeah. uh, fantasy points. I think he was... How many, he went over 200 metres, I think. Plus he had something in the realm of 28 tackles or something. I don't mind old Jazz yeah. Tavaga. He's a, he's a handy little player, but yeah. Not, not oh, sorry, 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 sorry. He went over 70 tackles plus had over 100 metres. Yeah. Sorry, okay. he had a long way around. But he did give away the... Uh, he dropped the ball on the fourth tackle, which led to... Which could have been a field goal. But the Warriors probably wouldn't have kicked the way, it anyway, the, the way so. they were trying to force the ball to um, uh, what's his name, Nikarima, who would just shank it again for like yeah. the third or fourth time. All right, sorry. So return of Polar Express. Yeah, yeah, and and that win is important because it actually puts, funnily enough, despite all their struggles, 
Wentia now in a position to make a charge for the top four. So they're um really yeah. I've, I've looked at the. I know they're cemented in the top eight. They're 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 only two wins behind the uh, the top four now. So it's not you know Jeez. it's not super likely, but it's certainly possible. Like considering they'll play out the same amount of rounds as the NRL or one less. I'm not sure what the, the schedule is this year. Because they got rid of uh, yeah, they play one less, so they can they play do. the um, New South Wales versus Queensland on Grand Final day. Yeah, there you go. So they do play one less, but still, that means there's plenty of games in hand. If they, you know, if you just look after your own business and win, you're going to put yourself right in the conversation there for two bites of the cherry. And with um, Wanga Blake, the two Jennings boys. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of reinforcements coming back as well. Exactly, you've yeah. got Ray Stone will be back for the finals if they get there. Uh, you've got. Like you said, the, all the backs coming back of the Jennings boys, and then one yeah, well, that's the thing. Oh, will drop back. Yeah. Um, Ethan Parry, well, he's probably going to drop back when um, when they're playing this. They've got to buy this week, but Hoffman just depends where if Tacker drops back or if we play Tacker on the bench and someone else drops back. And, so um, yeah, they've, given, they've got a good chance of making the finals in. Given how the um twenties are traveling, there might be a few prospects that could potentially play up as well. Um, Absolutely, Joey Joey Tapari's obviously been in and out of the team. Had a good game on the weekend. He's best in the the grade by far, so he could be a, a fixture in the halves, and then a couple of young forwards or backs if needed. But they've got plenty of backs, so it'd be interesting to see if they push um, some of those young forwards. All right, well, jumping into first grade, Eels thirty, West Tigers eighteen, um, and as will have been repeated ad nauseum by West fans, it was four tries apiece. Um, <laughs> His goal kicking was the difference. <laughs> I just want to get into the quick. Do the math. So do the math, They please. converted all of their tries. Each conversion is worth two points. Two times three equals six. Eighteen plus six equals twenty-four, which is still six less than thirty. <laughs> we're good. We're getting good at this quick math stuff. <laughs> Boom! Oh, man. Quick maths. Bertie, Bertie, can you back me up with that quick math? Does it work out? Oh, uh, forget math. Screw you, West Tigers. You bunch of bitches. You don't need maths for that. That's oh that's, yeah. That's, that's, not, that's not even They've science. It's basic fact. Dude, you're going to have a brain. They don't have a brain, man. So, <laughs> All right. So four tries, three to Takaragi, one to uh, Fergo, uh, four from four conversions, three from three penalty goals uh, for Mitch Moses. So perfect off the boot. Uh, completion rate, 83%. Um, at times, it was up in the high 80s. Uh, so very happy with all of that. And we made a little, a few more metres than West off less carries. Uh, 50 more post-contact metres. Um, <clears throat> average play the ball speed was four seconds each, um, apparently. And then looking at some more stats, the big one I thought was missed tackles sort of stood out, 36 to 23. But penalties conceded four to their seven. And then the difference being 13 errors to the Wests and only five errors to ourselves. Um, so Reed Marnie, 45 tackles again. Nathan Brown pumping out 150 metres. And uh, Brad Takarangi with the two line breaks. So um, I think Sterlow said in his review this was probably one of the most pleasing uh, games that we've had this year because it was just a end-to-end sort of grind fest that we, we ground out really well. And Mitch Moses kicking game and control around mm-hmm. at halfback is something we've been waiting for him to do all year, I think. Yeah, yeah I thought it was... Um, yeah, Played really well, sort of a really good game plan ex- executed by Mitch in his kicking game. Um, 83% pos- um, not possession, um, completion rate. I think we've had a completion rate that high this year. So it was obviously a, it was the plan to go in there, just compete, complete your sets, get to the kick, chase decently, and then, you know, work off the back of that. We didn't, we didn't 
throw many offloads. Gowie um, was wrapped up by four every time he had the ball. So and he wasn't. Junior lost the ball the one time he did look for an offload. Had to push one or two. Yeah. But um, other than that, we didn't do many attacking plays. So I thought it was obviously a, a, the game plan to go in there and just, um, you know, grind our way to the win because we've only played one game in, in a month. So really good game plan, really good that we stuck to it. And, you know, it shows a, a different side to us. Like we've been the entertainers where we've scored 50, 30, 40, 50 points, but no problem. This game, we ground our way to the 30 points and that was due to, you know, three penalty goals in the end. So, yeah, I, I thought it was a diff- different side to the Eels and good to see that, um, you know, without the expansive play, we fixed up our ruck a little bit better. Um, I thought Farrah might have been able to get out there quickly and sort of damage us around the ruck, but we did really well to change our game just before the finals too. Really sort of put doubt into the minds of teams whether we're going to go out there, do the big sweeping plays, do the offloads, or are we going to go in there, grind out a win, play 80% completions, and then just work our way from there. 40, 30. Yeah, well, Ham and I were talking about the sort of appreciation for that game plan um, when we were chatting before we came on live for the, the podcast. And I wrote about it for um, TCT this week. Uh, it was, you know, a, a very – I wouldn't say it was, you know, overly clever or anything, but we, we had a very clear game plan. We knew that the Tigers were going to come out fired up because it was Benji's 300th and, you know, all the pomp and ceremony that surrounded that. And we absorbed all the pressure. And like you pointed out, that Mitch Moses really carried us to back into the contest in the back of his boot. And and most pleasingly, we waited for the opportunities. And we've, we've spoken about this on the podcast. We waited for the opportunities to come to us because in rugby league, you're always going to get a chance. Um, barring, you know, like the Melbourne Storm game where we got 60 posted on us. Most games, even if you're down by two or three tries, you're going to get chances to come back. And we, we weren't down by two or three tries, but those chances still came. And when they did, Mitch Moses and the team capitalized on them. So that was really pleasing. Um, <clears throat> uh, obviously, the uh, we'll get to it later, but I thought the officials were diabolical. I know that West, <laughs> West, West, West fans weren't happy, but I think Parramatta fans are very right to be um, just as, if not more, aggrieved about some of the calls and no calls. Uh, aside from that, um, I was trying to think. Give me, give me two secs because I'm. I wrote, I wrote about a lot of, a lot of stuff. Now I can't remember anything. Um, but yeah, Takarang had a great game, which is good to see. And I think Brad uh, captured that in his uh, post-match presser, where he said that the focus has been for the entire team about reliability. And you know, and they, he talked about how Tack had been dropped to reserve grade, and you know, and now back in first grade, and that was his best game of the season by far. But he needs, but he needs to back it up now. Um, I spoke, and Brad also spoke about how you know, once again Blake Ferguson is a big-time player, and you know, they bought him to make those big-time plays. Um, he had a good game backing up from Origin where he carved out a little bit of an immortality there. Um, but yeah, uh, aside from that, my my two big negatives from that game, um, I think that our left edge needs to be fixed up uh, somehow. Um, between uh, both Hoffman and Sevo, they both had pretty um, uh, diabolical uh, defensive decision-makings that led to tries for Nofaluma on two separate occasions. And uh, the other big thing for me is that I think we need to figure out what we're going to do with Jamin Salmon. Uh, I don't like him sitting on the bench for 75 minutes as a you know a glorified injury cover, I think you need to either drop him or find a role for him in the main rotation, and then use him when you need to for injuries. Yeah, I've got, I've got a few things. Um, never thought in a million years I'll tweet out a Brad Tackering hat trick. You know, I had to do spell check a couple of times to make sure I'm doing it right. Um, <laughs> uh, on a serious note, finally, how good is a Bill to finally hit on a marquee signing. You know, we've had a couple of duds in the past, you know, Watmau, Foreign, 
Kieran yeah, Kieran Foran, and um, Sandow. Like it's just so refreshing to finally hit on Fergo is worth every single cent we pay him and even more. And you just see he backed up after a big Origin win series. You know, like <clears throat> it's not as if he hasn't missed it. Um, it's nothing. Is I think he's improved more than the Roosters, even though we're not winning as much as them, but. He's deciding more of our game. Now, that could be just because we don't got much talent, but it's just incredible. Like, we finally nailed one. And um, I was actually worried in the first 20 minutes of this game because when the Tigers, they were, they were shifting the ball, and I was worried on our edges. I was thinking, oh, they looked a bit dangerous, but I just knew our forwards, like, their, their best forward was going to be Madison, and we were just nullifying him. So I was happy with that. Um, also, yeah, uh, what else? Oh, it's not it's not quite a, uh, a you know Benji Marshall reunion at Parramatta until he throws the ball to touch to the touch shot. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I was waiting for that. And um, yeah, other than that, uh, oh, the Dylan Brown no try. Like, okay, so a lot of the law he ran on the inside. Mad- of Madison got uh, got across, married Marnie, and then stepped back into him after. At least that's how yeah, it looked exactly. to me. I think that that was a that was a coin flip, but that was definitely one that the Tigers got to go their way. Um, but yeah, it's one of those letter of the law, like it's black and white. But then you look at their first try and Brown... Yeah, Brown was absolutely impeded from the outside shoulder. That's right. And that's what I don't understand is the inconsistencies there. And yeah, you could make a case for whether he would have got there in time, but it was the same thing with Ryan Madison. He was, it, Would he have got there in time to stop Dylan Brown? But he was denied the... Op- yeah. Like, you know, according to the rules, he was denied the opportunity. I just... And we've got this Jared Sutton or whatever his name is. He's the best referee in the game and, he, and of course he had to go referee our game. And it was just... He's just so shit. Like, literally, he just... It's like as if he... he look, you think he's going to get sacked? His brother's his boss. He's, you know, it's going to be an awkward, you know, dinner table conversation, but... So he knows he can slip, and he just think Like, it's just... He doesn't have to bring his A game. And it's just so many stupid... And how many times do you hear... As soon as we make a tackle, the referees are calling out our players, right? They know our name. They, put, they know our players off their off their heart. But yeah, when it's them, you don't hear nothing. You literally hear nothing when um, they're tackling us. If anything, you hear us, it's uh, milking. Stop milking. Like, we just, I don't know if we just ping them because they know okay. we get lazier in the rock, but it just seems like we, it's one interpretation for a team and another for us in terms of play the ball. But um, it's always good to get the dub, but um, thanks for the away boost. Our jungle, baby. <laughs> and, and I do enjoy um, our the, players. Our players mean the shit. Uh, Parramatta players uh, <laughs> plus the Parramatta official Twitter getting in on the our jungle. Oh, and just making it so making Tigers fans so that much so much more saltier. Oh, seriously, they're the most sookiest bunch of whinges, whinging fans. Like when Mitchell Moses touched the ball, I heard Tigers fans singing. You know that Mitchell Moses used to play for us. Should have stayed with us. Like, oh, just settle down. Like. I thought Panthers fans were bad, literally, but these guys take it to another level. Like, nah, Pan- what, Panthers fans are rowdy, are rowdy in the game. Panthers have one of the lowest footy IQs in the competition. But, uh, Tigers fans are just sooks. Uh, and I think, I'll tell you what, it, it was it was enjoyable to see them uh, going into full Salt Bay meltdown mode. <laughs> yeah, but you got all the Oh, well, nice jab. Well, if you get about our bloody booming Leagues Club, our state-of-the-art... Uh, stadium record well, breaking membership, mate. When you hit 10k, come back and talk to us, mate. When you hit 10k, yeah. um, <laughs> that, was, that was the thing. Our, our leagues club. Remember at the start of the year when there um, was it Justin Pascoe that said not to come to Paramount Leagues Club. They'll find somewhere yeah, else. They're going to organise a, a club or something. On Sunday, 
dead set half the bistro was Tigers supporters. So they're spending their just keep spending your money there when we're when we're playing when we're not playing you. Just keep spending your money at the we'll league. Beat club. them up and take their lunch money on the field and take their actual money in the leagues club. There you go. <laughs> Um, and yeah, did did we touch on sorry the the Mitch Moses uh, early on getting run off the ball? Um, no, I thought that, that was pretty close that, to uh, clear professional foul. Clear professional. He, he clearly oh, yeah. he, he clearly deviated his uh, line uh, line of course to impact Moses. So there was no doubt that it was a penalty, despite all the conjectures of the media and and fans. He clearly changed his course to take out Moses. And then that raises the point of what Ham said, where it obviously wasn't going to be a penalty try because there was uh, no Faluma, I think, got, a, got across and cleaned it up. But it is a potential try-scoring situation. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's committed professional foul. How is that not 10 in the bin? Yeah, absolutely. I just, and uh, then, of course, the, um, the forward pass slash knock-on that uh, didn't even go upstairs. With a touchy directly in line. Directly in line. Come on. Come on, Neryl, you're better They're than this. Falling out there, man. That's what it went. That's how far forward it went. The like, one thing I don't get is like I get supporters are biased and everything, but I was in line with that, and everyone within that twenty meter span saw it was forward. Parramatta fans, Tigers fans saw it was forward. So we got about a thousand, two thousand, three thousand people there. Guffo, how does, Guffo nearly, how does um, two people not see it? How does the referee and touch judge go? Oh no, I'm just I didn't see that or. You have 3,000 people that see something and, you know, agree on something. And yet the touch judge who is tra- he's a trained professional, that is their job. Misses it. Calls play on. And not only misses it, but, sorry, buddy, but not only misses it, but has enough confidence that they saw a backwards pass that they not only uh, uh, called play on, but they were, like, you know, vetoed going up to the video referee. Like, what the hell? You know what our problem is? We don't. I know it sounds a bit stupid, but we don't got enough winches. The only ones that winch in our team of, on a like, call is Guffo and Moses. Moses. The rest yeah. of them just look at it a bit like, oh, just like they just look at it. If you look at any other team, half the team blow up if it's a stupid a forward pass or a knock on. Like I know it's a bit cynical, but when only one or two people are blowing up, it's it's just like in cricket. If only one person's appealing for it, is it really like you think the umpire is going to listen to it? So. Just get every, if if it's blatant and obvious, there's no harm in saying, "Mate, that was a lock on." It's not like you're telling, them, you're swearing at the referee. Just if you see something, blow up about it. But, yeah. Well, speaking about blowing up, Guffin nearly blew up the referee's head after that one. He was ropeable, and understandably yeah, so because whilst, that was. Well, Guffo <laughs> might not have got his hands on the ball. Or, or being in the tries. His try celebrations are fantastic. <laughs> At the end of the Takarangi hat trick, he's just in the background just dancing and partying. It was fantastic. <laughs> that was absolute peach. I, I did enjoy that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think that wraps up. No. No, 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 no. Almost. Ooh. No, him, one more. Um, Birdie, how are you going to pay $5,500 fine? <laughs> we had, we, we had <laughs> a pinned on. You know, I've, I've shaved the moustache, so they don't know it's me now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. It, it's, it's, a, it's just about every single uh, game we've yeah, had. Except, so except for our home. I don't know, uh, I don't know what's happening with the, um, the security uh, there, but it's not working, and they all seem to come from the same place. And too. that was a, like an NRL-invited person as well, apparently. Like well, it was somebody, exotic. I think he was from um, or whatever media, which Osterio. I think triple, Yeah, Osterio, which is Triple M, isn't it, or something? Yeah, uh, Triple M today, FM. But from what it said, it was only a general admission ticket, so it might be one like yeah, your work gets. Oh yeah, it gets a freebie and they just hand it out. Yeah, 
Yeah. I guess that's the negative of having um, close to the action stadium, you know? You're so close to chopping the field, so... But I th- I th- actually, I think there's been one every um, NRL game because there was one between... Well, there wasn't one for our opening game, was there? Souths and Tigers had one. Yeah, We've had Souths fans. East, went, Easter Monday, there was one, I think was this there? was the first one that actually got in the nut. So yeah, he got it. Yeah, actually take your clothes off. Don't do it half-hearted. Give the players a laugh. Just don't go up and pat them on the back. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps it up there. Um, so we said two weeks ago, or sorry, not two weeks, three weeks ago before our, um, what was, we had 10 games left that we needed to go six and four to finish off the season. Uh, we've now got two of those wins. So really we can afford to drop four more games and that would still get us out on 13 wins, um, I think. Is that right? Yeah, we've got nine wins, seven losses. Yep. So we've put ourselves in a really good stead to make the eight, but now um, it's come to a position where a couple of uh, teams are sort of falling back up the top with injuries and whatever else that we can even push for a top four spot. Yeah, Roosters. If we can be as good as we have been in the last couple of weeks. Roosters five from their last seven were losses. Uh, South Sydney snapped a a similar losing uh, losing run recently with their win um, on the weekend. They haven't won since May. Yeah, so... The, barring Melbourne, it, like every position in the top eight is up for grabs. So, yeah, we, we look after, and I said it with the Wenty boys, you look after your own business and you're going to put yourself in a position for um, a great crack in the finals. All right, with that, let's jump into the news. The rank is Tepai Moroa. It's been confirmed that he's signed with the New South Wales Waratahs for two years, I think being topped up by the ARU. Yeah, he's walking straight um, into the wall of his boys. Yeah, at centre, so... Um, good for Tep. Um, he's still only 23. Um, it's easy to forget that. He's very young, yeah. He, yeah, he 23 played 100 eight. games. Yeah, debut at 18. Um, unfortunately, as we've touched on a couple of times, I think Headnock's got the best uh, of his career to date and, and and a player that in his early days really looked like he was going to go on and be a really um, decent second row. I sort of fallen back to a bench sort of middle slash second row. Don't really know how to use him at this point. Um, but best of luck to Tep. And uh, I'm sure everybody else would be um, cheering him on over in the other code. Yeah, yeah good on him. You know, he, he deserves to have a crack at whatever sport he wants. And he was sort of a, a, a role player. He didn't really have much impact in our team. It's just sort of like a someone you just bring in. So it, it, it shouldn't be too hard to replace him. And I'm sure that we had... Um, same with Manu, like we probably had space in the cap to use them. So it'll be interesting to see what our next move is and where we spend his uh, money, the money that we put aside to pay him and Manu, whether we, you know, go all out on one or two players or whether we try and find a, another role player or bring him up. So yeah, it's good on him, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we do there. Yeah, I think that, that, oh, sorry. Yeah, so that, that nails the sentiment pretty well. Um, Tep's done nothing wrong for Parramatta off the field and whatnot in his time here. He's a bit of a goofball, honestly, if you've seen his vlogs with his misses and whatnot. Um, but yeah, wish him the best with the, the Waratahs and with the Wallabies. And um, more than that, I just hope that he can stay healthy with the concussions because if he does, he'll have a good career in Union. I'm not sure if he'll be knocking off the All Blacks anytime soon, though. Not yeah. with the Wallabies anyway. No, not with the state of Australian rugby, no. <laughs> he'll be their best player and that's a, that's a concern. And, yeah, just touching on what you were going into, Ham, uh, talking about player off contract and possible Eels interest. Uh, So there's a couple of forwards 
um, that have been tossed mm-hmm. around. Uh, Herman Sese from Newcastle Knights is apparently unwanted because Newcastle are going to be over the cap next year. They can't currently register the contract of the uh, Jaden Braley because of cap issues, and they also can't re-sign, from what I understand, Heimel Hunt and um, Sean Kenny Dow. Um, so <laughs> that's how quickly your cap situation can I mean, Newcastle have been big spenders for like two or three years in a run now, so it's not a shock that it's coming back to – not bite them, but like they're starting to feel the pinch at the um, top end of the cap. And sorry, other other players are Christian Welch, which I think we've touched on before. Uh, but just coming around now is um, Ty Arrow well mm-hmm. contract. Very nice. After next season. Well, so we won't that's be how able it, to that's enter how it into starts. negotiation. That's how it starts. But, uh, yeah, generally if you sign them early, um, a year early, they'll come during that year. There's, there's yeah. usually deals worked out. The only one that I can remember recently is um, uh, Angus Crichton. For the Roosters. Uh, the Roosters yeah. Which took a whole season. because that, that obviously took all of his mojo as well because he's not playing very well for them. <laughs> yeah, well, they've got um, Nat Butcher, who's starting at second row, who's playing a – who seems to be playing. Nat Butcher's going right, but if any other club well, – any, if any non-glamour club had made the move, the Ross moves that the Roosters made where they dropped a, a borderline state-of-origin guy in Ryan Madison – to another club and then brought in a super high-profile recruit in a, a Crichton who's been a dud. Like, imagine the, the headlines at cop. There's not, nothing about the Roosters in the media. Nothing. So Isn't he supposed to be um, on about 800? Yeah, he was on like 750, 800 plus. But how that shapes up how that shapes up as a, a, a structured contract under the cap is a different matter with the Roosters. Um, obviously, they've got more TPA power than most clubs. But um, yes, the fact that his gross value in the NRL is huge and he's like a borderline, uh, what's it called, interchange player for him is just uh, appalling. Oh, don't knock, don't knock on interchange players, forty. No, 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 no. I love you're interchange the one players. Of the I, no, no, but but when you're getting paid eight hundred thousand dollars a season, you're not an interchange player. That's the difference. Is that you can be in a huge, like you can be a well-paid player and be on the interchange. You can't be a marquee paid player and be on the interchange. That's different. All right, well, let's jump. Is there any other news? Uh, uh, other than, sorry, I missed one last thing is Belinda Sharp. Yeah, that's a big, big piece of NRL news. Yeah. Although I think it's a bit of a slight on her that they're giving her the Broncos Bulldogs <laughs> spoon bowl. But. <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, it is also the primetime slot game on Thursday. So there's a fair bit of, um, you know, uh, importance tied to that game, if even if the um, calibre of the team isn't great. Yeah, but I'll, I'll be looking forward to the spoon bowl because – you know the Broncos have. In I'm, the last, yeah, I'm riding the doggies. Ride the doggies home here, boys. And, yeah. and doggies are still trying hard and got two wins in the last two games. Yeah, well, get that Broncos spoon, please. Yeah, I, I somehow think the Titans have got that one sewn up, but um, yeah. <laughs> stranger things have happened. Yes. Uh, all right, we'll jump into the previews as touched on earlier in the women's premiership, the first week of the finals. Uh, now we don't get two bites of the cherry, so they've got to be up for this one. Wes in sixth position, taking on Wentworthville in seventh position, 10.30 a.m. at Campbelltown. So the exact same venue, exact same time as last week, and hopefully we can get a similar result for the women. Yeah, getting to week two of the finals will be huge for this um, this team. So, yeah, just Especially any- last year when they only won two, yep. two games last year. Yeah, I think it was two was games, it? wasn't it? No, no, they won zero last yeah, year. Yeah, they won zero. Oh, zero. There you go. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, the, Tasha Gale. Tasha Gale improved from two to the finals um, this year. Yeah, so... Uh, we saw similar similar growth in that grade. It'd be great for the girls to get through to week till the finals. Uh, like you said, and playing this, I mean, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing playing the same opposition two weeks in a row because of, uh, you know, how it goes in league sometimes. We saw in, two, in 09 that was to Parramatta's huge benefit 
Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Good, good luck to them. And then in the next game, which will be the Shield, the Saints in second position, taking on the Owls in St. Mary's on 21 July at 1pm. Ron Massey Cup, Wentworth Bill Magpies taking on West's Magpies, Wentworthville in first position, West in fifth, 21 July at 3pm. Um, and then Canterbury Cup have a buy. Uh, Jersey Flag, they've... Have, Jersey Flag got a buy as well, or they're out of their buy? Jersey Flag are back this week. Well, just wait for me to get Do you want me to... They're playing the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Sydney at Metricon High Performance Centre, which is Redfern Oval. Yeah, old Redfern Oval. Um, it's uh, relative... Not a bad stadium there, actually. Yeah, me and, me and Ham went the, to the junior reps there earlier this year. It was um, quite well done. Um, yeah, nice, uh, nice uh, facilities considering, because I think they spent a bit of money on it back in the day. And um, that was back when South did the old um, odd return to Redfern games and whatnot. So it's obviously not an NRL facility, but it's a pretty good uh, lower grades facility. Are you want me, to, want me to read out the team? Or you got it? Oh, no, I've got it now yeah, and, and I've been practicing. Um, so <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Rabbitohs in six, taking on Eels in 11th at 2 p.m. on Saturday, 20 July. So that's round 18. Um couple of ins, Hollis back, LeBlanc, Tapatautai, Afu and Harris with Yates and Cheer out. And then we may as well go through the whole team list. Fanua at fullback on the wings, Naiduki and Nebatel Evu. Um, oh, oh. Big JT. <laughs> Big, yeah, JT's fine, man. <laughs> Tura Aga. Tura Aga. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about the first one. Yeah. yeah, the JT part of it's pretty pretty complex. I got a bit cocky there. Got a bit cocky. <laughs> <laughs> in the centres, Key and Afu. And then the halves, Taipari, Bailey Biondiotto in the props, Harry Duggan, James Porter, Kyle Schneider at number nine, Shelford, Tassapale in the second row, and Jesse Cronin locks it all out. Uh, then the interchange bench, Tabatautai, Hollis, Vigalu, and Louis. Um, and then the extended bench, Sam Hughes, Ethan LeBlanc, and Valence Harris. Um, so will you be out in action there for him, or 40, or both of you? I hope no, so. I won't be out there. Uh, what, wait, what day is it? Saturday. It's on Saturday, 20 July. Maybe, maybe. I might get out to that one. How do you see it going there? Uh, probably not well for us. Yeah, uh, no, we're not good. It's a very talented team, and... Um, I just, but we just been, I can, we've been bogged down by errors and and indisciplinary issues, mental discipline, like you know, uh, mental lapses. So if they, if they've curbed that stuff across the bye, they'll be right in red hot contention to win. But uh, they've they've just consistently hurt themselves this season, and it, it's robbed them of quite a few wins. Couldn't can't add anything to that. It's it's, it's exactly spot on. There's just too many handling errors. Too many penalties. Just just not being in the game for eighty minutes. That's that's their problem. All right, well then let's get to the um, headline act, which will be out at Brookvale, Manly in fifth position, taking on the position. Um, so that'll be taking... So we've had a couple of primetime games, and this is another one, 4pm, Sunday, 21 July, um, as mentioned at Brookvale, or as it's called, what was it called, Lotto Land. Um, yeah, the less said about that, the better. <laughs> uh, in for the Eels, Clint Gutherson at fullback, 
the wings, Maker Sivo, Blake Ferguson, centre, Brad Takarangi, Josh Hoffman. In the halves, Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses, Prop, Kane Evans, Junior Paulo, Hooker, Reed Marnie. Second row is Sean Lane, Manu Ma'u and Nathan Brown locking it all out. And the interchange bench, Jamin Salmon, Murata Neokore, David Gower, Tet Maroa. Extended bench, Oregon, Kafuzi, Dan Alvaro, Will Smith, Ethan Parry. So no surprises unchanged from last week's winning formula. And then to Manly, they get the return of Tom Travojevic at the fullback. Then on the wings, George Tafua and Ruben Garrick. Centres Dylan Walker and Moses Sully. And Moses Sully off a try last week, which, oh, my gosh, if anybody oh, watched how that. Did, how, did he, how did he outrun everybody in the South team? Like, how did they not catch him? <laughs> he was he's running with concrete boots. <laughs> he's about 150 kilos. Yeah. <laughs> in the halves, Cade Cuss. And Daily Cherry Evans. Props, Adam Fanua Blake and Martin DePau. Manasi Fainu at number nine. And then second oh. role is Jay, Joel Thompson. Is Curtis Fainu Sirian. in the team? Yeah, I yeah. severe cramps. <laughs> oh, well. Got the pickle juice. He's not out for a week with severe You've cramps. you got the pickle or? juice, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Travojevic at lock. Then the uh, bench is Lachlan Croker, Corey Waddell, Morgan Boyle, and Paseka with the extended bench, Brad Parker, Brandon Elliott, um, Amoli Olakatu, and sorry, Lloyd Parrott. Um, so there, a um, couple of points, uh, of course. Last year, we, we got towed up, what was it, 54 to nil or something? 54 to nil, yeah. So... Um, it's a different team from last we year. We also, it's also uh, easy to forget, but we also dusted up Manly when we met them again, 44-24, I think it was, or something like that. Yeah, so. it was a big score as well. Yeah. Um, but let's hope they're not holding any scars here in this return fixture. Bertie, how, how are you still playing uh, playing out? It's going to be, uh, looks to be a dry track um, at Manly on uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, I reckon it's, it's going to be a low-scoring game because it's a shit track, so... Just, it's not going to be. I don't know. I reckon. I, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and we're going to win. Um, just hoping that. You know, obviously, I don't hope for injuries, but I just hope there's no serious injuries because it's, it's a shit. So it's, it's a public, isn't it? Account, public ground. So you got dogs and shit laying, uh, shitting in there. And it's just there. Uh, I'm just. I'm wor- I'm literally generally worried about the, the safety of the players. It's a shithole. So. Well, Josh, uh, Brett Morris, was it, was the one that came out quite publicly in a scathing assessment of um, Brookvale after he banged up his knee there for the second time in the last couple of years. It's yeah, uh, it's definitely a substandard uh, facility. And that's why, like, when people were like, should we push for Wong- for Wonga Blake to come? I was like, nah, just give it a give it another week. But, um, yeah, I'll, it's just, I think just a common theme this year is uh, offloads kill us and the Tigers' offloads were um, troubling us and, we know Tapal likes to offload, you know, Adam Fanua Blake and even Sirenin, so just shut down the offloads and surely um, put pressure on Daly Chair Evans and we should win it. But um yeah, just just shut down the offload. Yeah. Him. Um yeah, a lot of people are saying it's a, a, a danger game for Parramatta, but we know what Manly are capable of here. So, you know, leading into the finals, we're playing Manly twice and then Newcastle. So this is one of the teams we played, they're in the top eight, so it's, it's a really important game. Uh, it would be nice to win. I can't really see it happening, even despite our good record with Manly. Um, and we usually have a pretty good game plan against Manly. We kick low to Travojevic. Um, we, we seem to do really well against them. But 
it's going to be a really tough one out there. Um, we need to use our, you know, we need to, I think we need to play footy in this one. Last week we played a bit more conservative. We played completions. This one, if we're going to win, I think we need to get around to their backs because when I look at their backs, um, you know, you've got Moses Suli who's, I don't know. So, yeah, he's got that 50-metre try, was it? Was it the 50 metres he ran? He shouldn't, be, that. he shouldn't be running that far that quickly. <laughs> so, you know, you know, you got to get him one-on-one with um, either Taco or uh, Hoff. I think he plays on the left. I, can't, I honestly don't know. So on the field. right, I want to say. Maybe. Uh, it would have been, so sorry. Um, yeah, he plays on the right because he has that offload. Right. He had that offload where, yeah. um, oh, not the offload, he had that error where they didn't call it a knock-on, but it was, yeah, that was over on the right and that was him. So he plays on the right. So we need to get Hoffy out there. We need to make sure that Hoffy's on point with this one because, you know, and, and Dill too, we need him to really focus hard on his attack this week. If, um, yeah, he's done really well defensively since he's come back. But this week, you know, we need to get our ball, get the ball out to the edges. Um, you know, just three in the middle. That's all you need with our back three. And then look to exploit them out wide because that's where we're going to get them. Um, kick early, kick to their George Tafu. Who was the other winger, George Tafua and Ruben Garrick? Yeah, yeah Garrick. Just, yeah. We really need to exploit their weaknesses. In this one. And I think we do have the team to do it, but... Yeah, as B says, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. Um, low scoring game, two to four points in it probably. Forty, how do you say it? Yeah, I think Ham Ham profiled it pretty well there when he said it's going to be a low scoring game. I think historically between the two teams, the games at Brookvale have been tight affairs, although the Eels have largely prevailed. And that's something that I wrote about in my um my review of the Tigers. Looking forward to the Manly game was that um Styles often make fights to use a boxing adage, and in that case, Parramatta and the Brad offer a seven from nine against Manly since 2014 and the two games that he lost were obviously the 54 nil shutout that we saw last year and the first game in 2014 when we went to Brookvale and it was a, a fairly controversial loss on the back of that uh, DCE uh, staying down for a penalty in the in goals oh, and, then, and then and then the um, the offensive play the ball penalties against David Gower and I think Penny Tarepo despite Manly doing every bit as bad play the balls that weren't called up so um, yeah that those are the two games he lost we tend to match up for whatever reason. We tend to match up well against Manly, regardless of how good or bad we are. And obviously, we're we're trending on the the good side of things at the moment. So, and obviously, Manly are, are playing good footy too. And I think between the two of us, we're probably the two surprise packets of the season. That's probably fair to say. Um, you know, yeah, both, I think that's a fair observation. Both, both teams are probably tipped for bottom four finishes or close enough to that. And now they're in the hunt for the top four. And um, you know, storied rivals. Um, yeah, I think you. It's one of those games. It's hard to say. You got to play footy. Um, obviously, you want to try and neutralize their weapons. We've done a good job of that with Tom Tavoyevich in the past. Um, we've done a pretty good job of keeping him out of the um, you know influence of the matches. And so you know, play play to your strengths. Look to take away opposition strengths. Um, and and the biggest thing is you know get the win and try and get out with any injuries. So uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think of any other major talking points. Do we know who the referees are? One sec, I'll just see if I can. I mean, it doesn't that, matter. I mean, I was about, I was about to say it really doesn't have that big a deal of a, a thing of Parramatta, but um, who we got? Uh, Chechen, um, and Ziggy Presklasa Adamski is the um Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, Ziggy Stardust is what we're going to call him now. Is that Polish? Pres Presklasa. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a great name, Ziggy. You're an absolute hero. Um, yeah, and so 
you know, just play play our football. And um and yeah, it's unchanged seventeen. Um, you know, we've we've had results for about a month now. So let's go get another one and if we get this game in the bag, then we can really talk about making a charge for the top four. Yeah, so you're right, four from our last five and three on the trot. Um, where I see it playing out is in the four, especially around the ruck area, because, you know, they've got those two big boys in, um, Fanua Blake and, and uh, obviously Tapau. Uh, but then also on the edge, Curtis Siren, and he's hit a vein of form in the last couple of weeks. Uh, he went over for a double against the Titans, and then I think he scored another one on the weekend. Um, so he's been a rich vein of form. So especially that forward battle uh, will be where I think the game is won and lost, where most games won and lost, I guess to say. Um, but that's for us, and especially Tom Travojevic, just as Bertie touched on those offloads, he'll be popping up and, and on the play all the time. And um, we've seen what he can he can do in that game before. Was it Origin 2 where he, he went for like 300 metres or something and just had ridiculous stats? Um, we know he's a freak. And um, they've also got DCE whilst, you know, he was unsuccessful at Origin. He's... He's a player that can certainly control the game um, well. And Manasi Fainu, who's... This this will be a good rivalry for years to come, I think, between Reid Money and Manasi Fainu. Um, both number nines that sort of came through similar times and, and came up against each other a couple of times coming through the grade. Is that right? Yeah, different style of players too. That They are, that's correct. Yeah, Reid is really tough, really aggressive. Um, he does have the skill in him where he can throw a 20-meter cutout pass. Um, can run a little bit and yeah, really good, kick, a good kick from um, yeah, from deaf, deaf kicking game. Um, whereas Finer's really sees what's in front of him and just sort of is a bit more lackadaisical, but is still a very good competitor. So yeah, it's it's a really yeah, it's, it's a really good matchup for him, and yeah, it'll be it, it, it will be a a long um, rivalry. It's just a shame that I think Finer's a New South Welshman. It would have been interesting to see if. Reedy was a New South Welshman, or Finu was a Queenslander, you know, who gets the... They can carry, carry the rivalry into Origin, I suppose. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, potentially, because you think, um, how old's um, Cook? He's, he's in his 30s, isn't he? Cook is late 20s, um, for sure, um, if not turning 30, maybe. Damien Cook yeah, yeah, Very late bloomer. Is... Um, but just on that that I was touching up about our, our game last there's only seven players from that was Sunday. Uh, just a blast from the past. That squad that ran out on that occasion was Bevan French, Hoffman, and other are on the wings. Michael Jennings, Jared Hayne in the centres, in the halves, Norman Moses in the props, Alvaro and Tim Manor, Cameron King at number nine. Then second row was Maud Maroa, Nathan Brown at lock, and then interchange both Scott, Brad Takarangi, Sui Matungi, and Kane Evans. So I'd have to stay just on paper. The squad that we're putting out this week seems to be much stronger. That figure last time was like forty degrees in the. It was it was brutal. Yeah, I was there for that one. And there was no Morata, so. (laughs) (laughs) And also the improvement of Kane Evans. Yeah, well, the Kane that we got round two last year was. He didn't crack a hundred. He didn't crack a hundred on the weekend. It depends. It was like yeah, it depends if you go off NRL stats or. If you ask me, he made two (laughs) hundred. If we asked you, Blake Ferguson was nowhere. Oh no! I it's camera angles. You can it's smoke and mirrors. You can do anything with camera angles. <laughs> I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's first try score and eventual score from you, Bertie. Uh yeah. First try score. I'm going to go with Lane. Um, 
Parramatta going to win 18-6. And Gufferson will score, so the headline will be X-Eagles haunt Manly faithful. So, yeah. And 40? Yeah, i got to tip the win here like we almost always do, but this is a you know more confident uh, more confident tip here. Um, I'll go for Reed Marnie first over from dummy half. Uh, Scoreline of 22-12. And for uh, him, um, Packer first try scorer. Going to carry that form ride into it, it. Ride the hot it's hand. Gonna be, it's going to be another grubber in behind the line, and it's going to be fourteen to ten. To para. All right, and put me down. Make a sevo to to break this drought with first. Ah. Uh, and then what have I got? Uh, Twenty to twelve victory. That's that's what I'm pulling. Hey, at, uh, that's a at, nice scoreline. At, at, at Lotto Land, uh, with Moses kicking a penalty goal uh, to seal it off at the end of the game. Also, can I just congratulate? Like, we've got to give ourselves a pat on the back for last week. We yeah, we'll write we'll right, the score. Right we're, in the vicinity, we're, 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 yeah. right, we? So, so the eventual score was thirty to. Um, what did it end up being? Eighteen. Eighteen. So what yeah. did I tip? I think you tipped thirty-two sixteen, didn't you? Yeah. No, yeah. I. Wasn't it 32-6? I can't remember. I oh, tipped, yeah. oh, did I tip 32-16? I don't know. We were, we were pretty close. So. Yeah. Good on Kane, it. Well, Kane Evans to 100 metres close. <laughs> <laughs> 96. So <laughs> pretty close. Um, all right. And, and then, Bertie, other than getting blocked on Twitter, what else? <laughs> oh, well, apparently uh, I've got a new job in the Gold Coast, so I'll start that soon. And... Oh, shit. What? what? Yeah, look, Bert's the coach of the Gold Coast Times. Oh, my God. Uh, there we are. I thought, uh... I thought something. I've got to mix it up a bit. Um, yeah, other than that, Twitter, be, be quiet. Uh, nothing really happening. Um, yeah, Tigers fans, man, come on. Just, just stick in for the fight. Yeah, if you're going to talk shit, at least let us reply and... Let us see you reply to our reply, but if you get all soft, like, just get off Twitter. <laughs> soft. Fair call, soft. fair call. My, my favourite part of that one, though, is that they started it, like, completely just posted something up after like, nothing, and then as soon as the gave them bants back, it was, that's it, blocked on private, blocked, see you private, later, yeah. taking bat and ball and going home. No uh, fun allowed. Sorry, 40, 40. Yeah, 40, go 40 first. I've got nothing. So. <laughs> um, go visit thecumberlandfro.com. Go, uh, what's it called, follow at EelsTCT on Twitter. Do it or you will die. This is like one of those chain messages you used to get in emails. Send us to 10 people or you will die. Um, also, <laughs> a little go- yeah, or, 40 will pop up at yeah, the end of your the, bed. The ghost of 4020 will pop up at your bed and haunt you. Ooh. You don't want that at all. <laughs> no, you Didn't don't. Did you guys get DDoS on the weekend after the game? Uh, well, if by DDoS, <laughs> you mean you mean that our, our, little, our little website got a hug of death? Yes, yes. It, just for you know, Eels fans looking a little bit of um, you know, a great uh, post coital glow of the win over the Tigers. Uh, aside from that, uh, crazy results in the Cricket World Cup and Wimbledon. Um, you complain about Golden Point, but Jesus, the Cricket World Cup that is just something else. Um, but yeah, congrats to England for getting their first World Cup victory there, and uh, an absolute epic between Novak Djokovic and Roger Federer ending up with uh, Djokovic prevailing um, thirteen to twelve. I think it was in the final set. Um, yeah, so good stuff there. And then myself, there's been some cracking sport um, going on recently. 
uh, of course, then the tennis tennis final, and then on the same night, uh, the the England v uh, New Zealand is that was that's probably one of the best games of cricket you'll ever watch. Um, and if you stayed up for it, you were, uh, as I said, you got one of the best game of cricket. Although uh, the ending might not have been what uh, we had hoped for, um, and they might look at changing the rules after that. And also the controversy about the uh, the runs that were awarded on. Yeah, Simon Torfel um, came out and said it was the wrong call. Yeah, unfortunately, um, which would have seen England lose by a single run. Um, if it had been gone the other way, but no ifs, buts, or maybes, uh, they eventually won it. And you have to say England have been probably the best one-day team in the last four years, but almost bottled it <laughs> when it came down to uh, the final. Uh, and then some good sport coming up, um, of course, uh, 40 with your baseball. Uh, we're, we're moving into the second half of the season yep, there. past the All-Star break now. My Mariners just got swept by the Angels, but I, I don't even mind that because that was a very uh, emotional uh Series, given that one of their starting pitchers uh, was found dead, like they like not even for suicide, just found dead in his um uh, hotel room on a road trip recently. So that um was a pretty pretty heavy thing. So I saw a crazy stat about that regarding him. I'll post it in the, in the Discord, but yeah, a crazy stat about that kid and the Angels and shit. About the pitcher who passed away. Yeah, but the pitcher, like, it was something like um the last time there was like a no hitter. Was the day he was born or something? Like yeah, a, and then, crazy then they, they threw for a combined. No, that wouldn't have been the last time. No, there's been no hitters since. But, yeah, I think in that particular way, there was a, some coincidence between his birth and then the the, no hitter, the combined no-hitter they threw against the Mariners for um, yeah, I'll, the – Yeah, I'll post it in Discord, but – Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. And then also we had the uh, the Women's uh, Soccer World Cup being taken out by the United States. Yeah, the Seppos. And um, all the, the controversy surrounding that. Is there, was it the captain or just one of their players who was pretending to drink out of the cup? Oh, uh, the, one of their like players. <laughs> yeah. And absolute cropped an absolute flogging um, from all the great women haters uh, on social media. <laughs> uh, there's also the Netball World Cup currently going on, uh, which Australia are doing pretty well. We just beat up on Sri Lanka. France is um, currently going on. And then we've got uh, the the uh, Royal Open in the golf com- upcoming. And then, of course, the Ashes starts on 1 August. Uh, so huge, huge, huge. Um, lots of sport coming up. And then on to the Rugby Union World Cup, which uh, is always enjoyable, but that's, that's still a little while away. So um, enjoy... Rugby League this weekend, especially hoping for another Eels win uh, against the old enemy. Um, and there's a couple of other good games um, coming up now that we're post-Origin. Uh, we're into the to the meat of it. Eight games to go, one-third of the season. Um, so we're going to sort out who, who should be in the final eight and who shouldn't be. Um, unfortunately, Panthers are back in the eight, um, and I blame everybody else for this. <laughs> it's a Stephen Bradbury-esque sort of rise to the top eight. Like they do this every single year. They their, meet their like wins, their wins aren't even that good, work. but they they stream together and a win is a win. At, you know, at the end of the day, and all exactly. of a sudden they're, they're back. Doesn't matter out. how you win them, you always get the two points. Line them up and knock them down. Oh, I forgot to mention. Oh. Best is going to be the highest paid yeah. Australian athlete in history. Got the um, five year max, super max, whatever yeah. you call it. Well done for an ex Newcastle Knights junior. He's a he's a pretty. If he ever develops a three point shooter, he's going to be absolutely unstoppable in the M- NBA. So. Oh. That'll be his um, big goal for the off-season. But a very, very good player and very exciting to watch, actually. And um, as we learnt from Mary, anybody can win it from 
<laughs> Let's all uh, dive in on that and um, fingers crossed the Eels get over the line on Sunday um, being the last game of the round. Um, I always hate when we're the last game of the round. It's too much expectation <laughs> for you. Um, all right. Well, I'll let 40 play us out with the plays with yeah, the it's a, of the game. It's a Brad Tacker Ganza. And um, we'll catch you on the next pair of podcasts. See you, fellas. See ya. Go to you. of the game. Last, centre field, comes to the right near to Moses, stabs a kick, here they come, here comes Takanagi, he gets there first, looks like a Parramatta try. That's right. Left side now, comes back to Barney, goes to the right to Moses, Moses to Gower, out the back to Gunderson, Kane ball Takanagi, Takanagi puts on a right foot step, swivels in the tackle, oh. then reaches out and scores, he's got two, he didn't realise how close he was, he looked up, he saw the line, he thought I'll just clamp this down. A bit of punch. 12 out now, Parramatta. Left upright, played the money. Fires it out to the right. Comes to Mitchell Moses oh. on an eighth of ground. Delightful pass. Here's Takaragi. He's got three. Takaragi's over in the corner. And that should be enough for the Eels. 26 to 12, they lead. And Brad Takaragi, a rare hat trick. <laughs>